I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Earn your own money. Get your own orgasms. Burn your bra and be the best bitch you can be. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined this week by the fantastic, the formidable and the fucking funny Catherine Ryan. Welcome. Hi Vicky, thanks for finally having me on your number one successful podcast. Everyone else was busy. I asked you ages ago, and then I didn't want to pester you because I know you're busy, comedian, writer, mother, and I was like, don't pester her, don't fangirl her, this is a busy woman. And then I, and then you never came back. Don't blame me. I think I did. I think I was like, yeah, let's do it. But I'm very non-committal. I just thought you'd pass it on to, you know, people, <laughs> and then people would talk to my people. You know how it is when you're... Oh, you expected me to be showbiz. I'm afraid I just want to do it all myself. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm here now. You are. And thank you so much for taking the time, mate. Because I, uh, I know I joke, but you are busy. You are a busy lady. No one's busy. No one's busy anymore. <laughs> I I sit exactly in this room just waiting for your call. <laughs> I haven't done anything in a year. Well, that's not strictly true, is it? Because, ah, uh, yeah, congratulations are in order. Oh, I did get married. Well, you got... Mate, that wasn't even what I was going to say. Oh, what the- go on what were you gonna say well now it's a double congratulations because yeah nuptials are big deal but also you've just got Hertfordshire's sexiest woman is that right that's exactly right i was as shocked as anyone it's my least sexy year on record <laughs> and i don't really know who's doing the choosing but apparently i'm sexier than uh ksi yeah. alicia dixon yeah. victoria beckham <sighs> There are a lot of athletes in my neighborhood, uh, and I'm the sexiest of them all. Well, it's official. I'm not... All right, on one hand, I'm totally not surprised, because I'd shag you. I think you're lush. Thanks. But then, when I heard about Victoria Beckham, and I know about, like, the leg thing, she's dead flexible in that. I thought that would seriously up her stock. I think sex appeal is a very contentious issue, and I think she scares people. I I think she looks pointy. (laughs) And in terms of sexuality, if you were a man, you know, I like to think like a man now and then, Mm -hmm. you'd be scared of being battered by David Beckham. You wouldn't want that. And you wouldn't want to mess up any of her fashion. She doesn't look like she'd be, you know, she'd be a lazy shag, I think. Oh, yeah. But then I think sometimes, I I mean, you can can be misguided with that. Like, I reckon she might trick people into thinking, you know, I'm a bit pointy. 
I'm a little bit cold. And then actually, when you get her in the bedroom, she's just a demon in the sack. That leg thing, I haven't forgot it, man, Catherine. I haven't. It is impressive. And she needs to alert the, the media of Hertfordshire if she wants to be in with a chance next year because they've taken it the way I did. You know, we could be wrong. And that is the mystique yeah. of Victoria Beckham. We'll never know. Yeah. She keeps her cards close to her chest. Well, I'm sure she's fuming that you've pipped out of the post, especially considering <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you're after Bradley Walsh now and all. Yeah. Mm. Because he's the sexiest man in Hertfordshire. And I feel like. Oh, people are are really lacking in joy lately. We need a new Messiah to guide us into the revolution. (laughs) And I feel like we need to put our genes together and make the world's, well, Hertfordshire's anyway, sexiest baby. Just Is that a thing? Yeah, like just the most genetically blessed baby that ever graced the plains of Hertfordshire. I could see it happening. I don't know if I got voted in based on my genetics, though. I mean, those are a mystery at this point. But also... (laughs) I don't want to bang Bradley Walsh. I want to make that very clear. I'm, I really admire him, but this would be a test tube government baby, government owned child. Fair enough. Yeah. Glad that you cleared that up. We don't want to upset the now husband. You slipped that one in very casually, mate. What the hell? Yeah. So was that last year? Yes. I reunited with my high school boyfriend yes. and what I meant to do. I know. I just wanted to bang him for a laugh. <laughs> and I, because my friends would enjoy that story a lot. Yeah. And, it would be a laugh for everyone. His friends would enjoy it. I was out drinking with my sister, and you know how that always turns oh, up. Oh, gosh, yeah. A sister. Savage. And she egged me on. <laughs> and then he was just such a gentleman. He was so sweet, and I always really did love him. And then if we wanted to be together in this country, we had to get married. It was like a 90-day fiancé reality show. The romance of it, Catherine. The I romance. Know. So we didn't do a cake or a wedding dress or uh, guests, obviously, or anything. We just got married low-key mm-hmm. in a courthouse, like a civil partnership type deal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was really low-key. And now I'm married. And I don't regret it yet. <laughs> That's always a great yeah. sign. So how long have you been married for? It's been just over a year now. Oh, mate. You know what? You'd be regretting it. or You'd have already had the regret if it was going to come, I think. I think, you, I think you're safe. I think so too. And I've known him since he was a child. I mean, I know his mom. I don't have to do any of that legwork. I already know everybody. And lockdown is not exactly a honeymoon. We would have liked to be doing fun things, but we really know each other well now. It's like we've been married 40 years. Oh, I know. It's such a like, it's such a catalyst lockdown, isn't it? For like relationships and stuff like me and Erkan, we were relatively new and all to be fair. But now all that mystique, all that honeymoon period, all the romance, oh, it's well and truly up the swanee. We are talking (laughs) about farts. We are, like, I'm lying around in my gravy-stained pages. Like, there's just no, there's no romance, Catherine. It's gone, long gone. That's very northern and romantic gravy-stained pages. (laughs) But also, I follow you on social media, and you guys have little date nights in. Yeah, we're trying. And you do sweet things. Yeah. I do try. Oh, I suppose I've got to try and keep it fresh, man. He's a lovely bit of kit and I am very much older than him. (laughs) No, you're not. Are you really? What do you mean very much? Because when women say they're very much, you're going to say like, oh, 18 months. Would you believe it? What a cougar. No, Oh, no, mate. I'm six and a half years older than Erkan. Fully cougaring it up. (laughs) No, my stepdad is my age. And my mother's nearly 20 years older than he is. Honestly? Yes, your yeah. mom's me hero. 
fucking get in. And they seem like the same age. And I love when women are older because it's unusual. Mm. I love anything that goes against what we see. And how funny that six years you think is an age gap. Look at Hollywood. And these men are in their corpses of human beings at this point, <laughs> 60 years older than their teenage girlfriends. And that's all fine. <laughs> yeah, like, that's totally fine. I think it's just because in the big scheme of things, I have always gone out with lads who've been like a little bit older. I assumed that would equate to a little bit more grown up, a little bit more secure, maybe a little bit more financially stable. I was wrong. So yeah. this time around, having realized that everything I thought I knew about men was incorrect, I decided to book that trend um, and yeah. go for like younger, Turkish Cypriot, just like finding out who he was. And it's been, mm-hmm. a, I've played a blinder so far. I'm having a very nice time. Yeah, he seems really nice. Yeah. And we had to date older men when we were younger because we needed someone to drive us around. Exactly. And... Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, buy the alcohol now oh, and then. Occasionally, I and, did need that dollar. Yeah, <laughs> and it was tricky because we didn't know, and this is why I try to communicate to young women, that you think a 35, 40-year-old is interested in you because you are so mature and he makes you feel special. No, no. woman his own age wants to fucking talk to him. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were the days, though, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Just the rejects of your town. You're like, he has a job, mom. He, he, he yes, loves he's a- me. He gets me. I, <laughs> I get along really great with his kids. It's no good. I'm the same age as one of them. Exactly. And, you know, we could all fantasize about a Wayne Lineker trip here and there oh, in our lives. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're six years older than a man, that is nothing. That is fine. And he seems very sweet. This conversation has made me feel loads better about the age difference. It's it's so minor now, especially yeah, through in the Wayne Lineker thing. That's pretty fucking fair. Good. <laughs> Mate, apart from, of course, your lovely relationship, how are you coping with lockdown? Well, I can't complain because, you know, I've done interviews where they always begin with, how are you coping with lockdown? Mm-hmm. And I preface it by saying, I can't complain. I'm not a frontline worker. I have no mm-hmm. elderly, vulnerable people in my family. They all died of alcoholism when I was very young. I'm very mm-hmm. lucky. So lucky. And then, yeah, <laughs> and they, they knew when to call it. They were like, <laughs> forget it. I'm done. Irish people. <laughs> yeah. But then I say... But it is tough for everyone. My work is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm starting to feel lonely. And if it's even affecting me, because I always have this very sunny outlook mm-hmm. and I'm in a safe relationship and I'm happy, you know, yeah. I have everything. Yeah. But even for me, it's tough. And then they just print, you know, Catherine Ryan is struggling with lockdown. And then I get all this abuse like, how dare you, bitch? Oh. You have a horse. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I think we should all be allowed to have a good whinge once in a while. I fucking love a good whinge. Love it. It's fun. Yeah. And it's also about collective grief. Mm. So when I'm whinging about lockdown, it's not just about me. I see the numbers. I see how badly my taxes are being handled. I see the collective grief of small businesses closing. I see my high street changing. You know, all of that makes me sad. I'm not just thinking about myself. I think we need to have, you know, go outside and clap just for, just go, instead of clapping at 6 p.m., let's all just go outside and scream. Oh, me. I feel like I'm with you. Do you remember lockdown one, Catherine? Yeah. That was exciting. Wasn't it, man? You're not sure what's going to happen and you could drink outside and it was sunny. (laughs) Those were the days, man. Fuck. There were no grocery delivery slots. You'd jump on and join a queue of 2,000 and be like, will I get some eggs this week? It was a real... (laughs) 
roller coaster of emotions. Ooh, and those substitutions. Like, I'm sorry, we had no tampons. He has a pack of 20 frozen <laughs> sausage rolls instead. Oh, great. Thanks. They're absorbent. They're absorbent, Vicky. So, you know. May I have got to get this off my chest before we go any further because I feel like otherwise it's just going to consume me and I'm going to blurt it out and look even more embarrassing than I am going to now. I'm a really big fan of the Duchess. Oh, thanks. I thought someone like you would like it, you know. Yes. Thank you for watching it. Mm -hmm. It is very uh, cathartic, bananas. It's a very uh, outspoken, naughty woman doing exactly what she wants. And a lot of people are deeply offended by the Duchess. But then a lot, like... A woman who marches to the beat of her own drum, is strong, is successful in her own right, is not afraid to speak her mind. I mean, that is going to offend straight away. Well, plus it's full of jokes. And I think we're not used to that anymore. We don't just joke. It's always got to have some meta theme. And, you know, it's not yeah. about depression all the time. And I, I think there are some beautifully crafted shows that are very dramatic and funny. This is not a comedy drama. This is a comedy comedy. <laughs> and um, I love how upset it makes certain people. And they love to write about it and go, Catherine Ryan was trying to offend me. All these men, like, she was trying. I wasn't thinking about you at all, actually. Fuck off, Dave. It wasn't about you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fuck off, Dave. It should have been called Fuck Off, Dave. <laughs> but that's right. And I think if you do get triggered by a show like that, which... Obviously, I've I've shown my card my cards I fucking loved. Then it probably says more about you, really, doesn't it? Well, I think I like to examine society and culture as a whole. I try to do that in my stand up, mm. and I have seen enough rom coms where the woman is like, "Please marry me," and knocking at the door. She just wants to have a baby. So I wrote a man who was like that. I think mm. there are loads of men who just want a nice relationship and to get married and then i also wrote the story for her to be really rich mm -hmm. and people have such a problem with how much money she has they're like why does she live in a house they want her to live in a shoe and they hate that she has all these clothes and i'm like do you know why because i think single mothers need to see one of us just rich for no reason yeah. ricky gervais character in afterlife lives in like a five million pound hampstead heath house and he doesn't have to explain why. He's a journalist for a print local newspaper. Now, he likes to say after the fact, he goes, well, maybe his wife was rich. Well, yes, maybe. And it's no criticism of Ricky Gervais. I love Afterlife. But he, isn't, he doesn't have to explain yeah. how he got the money in the show. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's a serial killer on Netflix in this show, You, which is on series three. Mm-hmm. This man is a barista and he has different like high tech cages in LA and New York to kill women in. <laughs> Nobody cares when men have money. And I just wanted this woman to be rich. But of course, your character in the Duchess having some accrued wealth, that's the unbelievable thing. That's what offends. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly like, look, right, so I really fancy Steen, like Evan. Really? I don't know if I love, I don't know if I fancy Evan or if I fancy Steen. I can't work it out. I think you you probably fancy Steen because Evan is a drip. Oh, mate. I think, though, yeah, I am torn. I'm drawn as well to certain parts of Evan's, like, personal. Isn't it, like, isn't it nice? Don't a lot of women just crave that? A man who just comes along and wants to wants to baby them up, wants to love them unconditionally, wants to accept their already pre-existing family. Like, I do think that appeals to a part of me. I'm not going to lie. For sure. He's a good man, mm. and he would be a perfect boyfriend for someone, but not from her. And I no. think... You you look at the Duchess with all the dick jokes and everything else, and you think there are no deeper themes. But I think trauma presents itself sometimes as hyper independence, mm. and she doesn't want some man who's like, "I'll do anything you say." She doesn't trust him. She doesn't trust mm. anyone, even him. And it shows how I think you you and I have probably been there, mm-hmm. where you sit at a casino pulling the slot, and you think, "Oh, I got a few quarters this time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get a jackpot from him next time." Yeah. And you sit around and you invest in these men who treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what Evan is doing with her. He's like, "Oh, well, maybe, maybe I'll get her on side. He's a nice guy." Yeah. And when she went house shopping with Evan, yeah. I got all these notes from Netflix. Netflix killed my daughter's horse. They were like, "She can't have a horse." I was like, "I live in England." Ponies, like I see ponies in pubs. They sell them on the street like tacos. Like some horses are not that expensive. And then when we went shopping for a house as a partnership, Mm -hmm. as a couple, Mm -hmm. what location did they get to go live with Evan? That was a five million pound house in South London. And I was like, oh, okay, because if she's in a relationship, she can live here. Uh Fair enough, I honestly loved it and I want to know, is it loosely autobiographical? Like, I kind of feel like Violet is similar, might be a little bit similar to Olive. Am I pulling incorrect parallels? Tell us. Did I consider having a baby with like a boy band, former boy band ex? No, I didn't. <laughs> I wish you had. I know. I know. I wish I had a boy band ex. Like I'm obsessed with boy bands. That's another reason I wanted to include it because I grew up, you know, when boy bands and girl bands were everything. Me too, man. Boys own. Oh. Actually, boys take that. Oh, ducks nuts, weren't they? Witch. <laughs> Double denim. <laughs> I know. But I did have a period of consideration where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to roll the dice with another boyfriend because I can't handle the admin of different babies' fathers. Yeah. It's not about the stigma. It's just the admin of dropping them all oh, off every other fair weekend. Fair enough, man. And once you deal with a split, it is tumultuous, especially when you have children. And do you want to do that all again? Or do you want to look into sperm donors? Or do you want to look into adoption? Well, I felt like adoption is the most noble thing you can do. Adoptions touched my family from both sides. Mm-hmm. But... 
I think they wouldn't accept me. I think they'd take one look at my live at the Apollo and be like, absolutely not. <laughs> and um, also, I'm not home enough. Yeah. You know, like, you, I don't think I would make the cut. So I wrote that scene. Mm. And these were all thoughts I had. But I mean, autobiographically, I'm not that spicy. <laughs> but I certainly feel like moms are the ones who, who traditionally, not all the time, mm-hmm have to take on a lot of the responsibility, whereas Shep, the boy band star, the mm-hmm. ex, he lives his life with reckless abandonment. He doesn't have any resentment. He meets a new love. He's very open because he's like a fun guy having a laugh on a boat. Yeah. But then because I I, I think I love that, the the flip of those characters, I think I loved. But also as well, I just wanted to know if, you, if Violet... Um, was like was based on Olive because I wondered how you've been struggling in lockdown or not, or whether like <laughs> whether Violet's just literally head in the book, does it all herself, and you've got a bit of an easy ride. Yeah, she's really was. Well, I wouldn't say she's head in the book. She's eleven now, so she'll be twelve in the summer. She's deeply into devices and friends. She's invested in her community that way. So she, it's amazing. I see friends with toddlers or babies. And that lockdown is a rough one. But Violet loves being home, loves just logging in. She has all these games. She does her work. Mm -hmm. I don't homeschool her. If anything, I listen sometimes and then I learn about algebra or like water transport systems. But I'm not (laughs) on her ass about it. Like she's, She's very sensible, actually. So it's easy. It's that part has been very easy. Oh, here she is. Hey, I'm just talking about you on a podcast. What are you doing? You got the time wrong. To come here and say it because you can you can be a guest on a podcast just not on film the english teacher got the time of what wrong so she thinks everyone's she thinks it's gone on 9 45 but she thinks her lesson starts at 9 45 hi hi good but it's not so you are upset because your english class has not begun and you were anticipating like a fire english class to be happening now well not well maybe you could just do some independent reading um so so basically she was like, okay, well, I'll see you at 11.45. That's when the lesson starts. And we've all been, like, texting on the group chat. I even messaged my form tutor and nothing. Oh, well, then you skip English today, I guess. Well, well, that's not our fault. Tell us. No, no one said it's your fault. But. You're speaking English now. I don't want Miss Cronin to be mad. They can't get everyone in trouble. It's a revolution. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, see so, ya. Yeah. This is what I mean. I mean, after witnessing that exchange, I'm going to have to basically just say that Oliver's Violet. (laughs) (laughs) She's class. Oh, you must be so proud of her. She's cool. She's funny. Like she, um, she doesn't usually get stressed. She wants to be in English class. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what she wants me to do about it. But who can blame? Oh, that was such a lovely exchange. You're such a chilled mom. Well, what are you going to do? Apparently there's no English class. Well, you are smashing it. But this is what's funny if you, you know, are a parent or decide to be a parent is that you can absolve yourself of a lot of responsibility because I didn't raise her to be like that. They are who they are. Mm. And I'm quite different to my sisters. And you might be different to your sister. Like we are born these little souls who are already formed. It's so weird. She's just like that. Oh, honestly, she sounds so class. She's also helped you through lockdown as well, hasn't she? Because didn't she didn't she help you have a day wine and a night wine? Have I read that somewhere? Oh yeah, well I was <laughs> drinking. I never <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I don't like to get drunk because I can't deal with being hungover. So I actually drink very responsibly. Mm. 
But I'll have, I love my favorite thing, especially pre-lockdown, and I can't wait for this again, is to have a lovely, like, cold cocktail or a glass oh, of wine no. on a patio at lunch. Like a brunch or something, Catherine. Like, I am desperate to just be balls deep in some sort of mimosa, like, moving, like, like poached eggs and avocado around me plate and, like, gossiping with a bunch of gal pals. It's so cliched, but it's what I'm fucking missing. This is exactly it, and I really hope you know, the prime minister who cancels Christmas lets us go out, <laughs> sorts this out by summertime so that we can do that. And I love just a cold glass of white wine in the day. And then at night, if I'm having a drink with dinner or whatever, I don't drink white wine at night for some reason. I drink red. Mm-hmm. And Violet is very helpful. And she was getting us all a drink. And she said, um, would you like a day wine or a night wine to my friend? Because it was the afternoon and she couldn't really tell what was, threshold we'd passed. It was the cusp. The cusp. Okay. It was the cusp. And she looked at the sun and she said, oh, not sure. Would you like a day wine or a night wine? And my friend Emily said, what are you talking about? She, and she's like, well, my mummy drinks white wine in the day, red wine in the night. And so she's just made the connection that white wine is called day wine. Very and smart cookie, <laughs> mate. Very smart cookie. <laughs> well, she's not been to Spain. So, you know, she hasn't seen a chilled red sangria. <laughs> We got to get her out more. Yeah, we need to get her a bit more cosmopolitan, but not 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 bad uh, observation to make. Bless her, she's so fucking bright. Do you ever get a little bit intimidated she's when she came on there? I was like, I didn't know what to say. I thought you seem like a a big grown up human in a tiny package. I know. Is that fair? She's funny. She knows you too. We've watched a lot of your shows together. She's just really chill about it. She's like, oh hey, Vicky, listen. <laughs> you could see that she was like super sidetracked by this English problem. <laughs> oh, she was invested. Bless her. She was that teacher. She's going to get it, isn't she? Violet's going to be like, listen, I'm very disappointed, actually, because she just, you know, they like to know what's coming. <laughs> have you been writing a lot during lockdown, Catherine, or have you been properly occupied with your day wines and your, your, your water transportation? Well, you do need day wine to write. Sometimes it brings out the best. Um, well, I've been working on my podcast, which is great. Isn't it nice to be able to do something from home? It's so Honestly, it's given me such a purpose. Like everybody's like, thanks so yeah. much for bringing out the podcast. And I'm like, I think it was a bit of a selfish decision. I just want to stop myself from going fucking insane. So yeah, mate, like it worked yeah. remotely is the tits. It's so good. Like, am I wearing it's pants? So... Am I wearing a bra? Who knows? <laughs> I know. Am I wearing my husband's entire wardrobe? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if my old clothes fit me at all. I really don't. Mind and denim is the true casualty of this pandemic because yeah, I think fashion will react. I think I'm excited to see what the future, I think it looks like day and night pajamas. Oh, I hope so. I love that yeah. look actually with like low cut with maybe a necklace and some heels and uh, denim. I'm, I don't think we're going to see denim again for a long time. The pandemic has sealed the fate of denim, 110 percent man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm also writing a book. It's called The Audacity. And I've been writing uh, like my new stand up tour. It's tough. It's like having a big, big deadline makes every day a stress because you can't finish all of it in one day. Mm. And so there's always more. It just always feels like homework, but fun homework. But I'm always a bit like, oh, God, I shouldn't be taking down the Christmas decorations. I should be writing my book. Oh, I shouldn't be walking the dogs. I should be writing my book. <laughs> but you got to have balance. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so no wonder you need a fucking wine, mate. It sounds like you've got a proper full plate, loads of like balls in the air. But can I just ask, as a fan... And I promise I will start talking about it again. We will potentially be getting another series of The Duchess. I mean, I always say, I don't know, we'll see, but no. (laughs) 
<laughs> what, like definite nail in the coffin? Why? Oh. I'll tell you exclusively, no. Um, I don't know. They didn't want to make any more. Not enough people watched it. I think something like 10 million people watched it in 28 days, and that wasn't enough. But also, I'm not terribly sad about it. I feel like it's a whole lot of work for a whole lot of time yeah. to make a sitcom. And it's really collaborative. And I was so grateful to be able to make it. Yeah. But I think it speaks for itself. I kind of like the way it ended. Yeah, it was. Um, you don't really know. Because maybe that's Evan's baby. And then you get your wish. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it isn't. It isn't Evan's baby. Uh, <laughs> now we but, Spoiler alert. I know. It is the postman's baby. Yeah, I, I think it's fine if for me if it sits on the platform almost like a film. Hmm. So I'm really chill with things. I feel like I, I don't want to seem too happy about it, but I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gutted, but no doubt there'll be some more fantastic things coming from you in the future, which we'll see us through. So on that note, I think we'll end part one. I'm off to go and have a cry about the lack of Duchess in my future. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll like write a series two for you and send you the You the fuck, notes. you fucking diamonds. Diamonds. Vicky comes along and fucks Evan in the dentist chair. Oh, now, now you really are playing with me emotions. That's just fucking cruel. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 